We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You got to finish your workout, man, early, man, on, on the days you got a show, man. You can't be out there doing all them sit-ups and shit, man. We got a show to do, man. <laughs> Coach him up, see? Yay, yay. Welcome to Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. And your man Hatch is in the building. What it do, T? What's up, buddy? Man, you know, I feel good about myself. I look good, feel good. I feel like game. I feel like it's game day. You, you I know, got one fun. of the top corners coming up on this show, so I got to be ready. You know what hey, I mean? oh, you know, I keep telling people there's a there's a some type of relationship. I don't know what word I'm looking for between a receiver and a corner. It's just, it's just something special about it. I'm going to find out the word and I'm going to get that to you, to you people. But there's the relationship between receivers and corners is like no other. I don't know what it is amongst. It's not a husband and wife thing. It's just, it's just something there. You know, hey, it's, that, it's, hey, that, that, that other side of your brain, that word finding section of your brain is not really working for you right yeah, now. Yeah, but you can't find the word neither. So you're, you're, you have the same. Because I don't know what word you're looking for. But you, you know what relate, but you know the relationship I'm talking about between a receiver and a corner. There's a something there. I just don't know. No, there is no relationship. It's like oh, oil really? and water. Okay. It's like oh. oil and water. We don't That's, get along. There is no relationship. There, there you go. There you go. Well, welcome to Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast. And this week, ladies and gentlemen, we have one of the best NFL and college football players that we've ever seen. We don't know we've ever seen him because it's like we kind of forget his accolades. Right. But Charles Woodson is coming to the show, ladies and gentlemen. And Charles Woodson not only does it have a Super Bowl ring, but he also was a nine-time Pro Bowler. He also was a fourth first-team All-Pro and a four-time second-team All-Pro. He was also Defensive Player of the Year. He was also Defensive Rookie of the Year. Two times he led the NFL in interceptions. He was on the NFL 2000s All-Decade team. He was a national champion and a Heisman Trophy in college. And he was also Mr. Ohio when he was in high school. So there you have a few of his accolades. He has more, but again, he's played corner. He's played safety. The guy can do it all. I'm just wondering, why are we not talking about Charles Woodson and the top five, top 10 football players of all time? Like we now, do these. Like we exactly. do these now we have him right here on the Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast with myself and Hatch. He's coming on our show, and I am looking forward to this conversation. As you said. The list of accolades, they go on and on and on and on. 
Man, I mean, it's longer than the, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution. <laughs> what else are you going to come out, come out of the hat with? But this, like you said, this guy has done it all. Heisman Trophy winner, like I said, I mean, that's like that's like the, that's like the pinnacle in, in college for a Absolutely. player. Heisman? Absolutely. I mean, man, that's 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 crazy. So I'm looking forward to, to, to wrapping it up, you know, chopping it up with uh with Charles and seeing what uh seeing what he's been up to, man. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, join us on Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast on the Himalaya app or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And yeah, if you want to check out all the content, the, this 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 nothing but beauty that you guys hear at all times. If you want to put a, ba- a face with the voices, please tune into my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Tara Lawrence. You probably get to see me more than you get to see him, though. So definitely tune in. Coming up, ladies and gentlemen, Charles Woodson on Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. So there it is. Yeah, Welcome to Get boy. Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. It's your host, Hatch, with my boy. Yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all know who it is. It's your boy, Tio. Yeah, in the building. Got our, yeah, yeah. Today, we yeah, we, we got we going to talk some football again today. So in the building, we got my man, Charles Woodson, in the building. What's up, young fella? Yeah, what's up, man? Hey, glad to be on with y'all fellas, man. I, I, I like what y'all doing, man. So this is cool, man. Glad to be on with you. Uh, we appreciate you. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we you Super Bowl champ, uh, nine-time Pro Bowler, four-time first-team All-Pro, four-time second-team All-Pro, NFL Defensive Player of the Year, NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. What have you not done in the football space, my guy? Damn. <laughs> and oh, and there's more. I just kind of cut it off at that. There's more yeah, too. Yeah, I, I know, man. I'm like, man, he got all the accolades. Got them all, baby. Well, some, somebody told me I've never gotten a safety before, so you can put that on my put that okay, on okay. things I haven't done. <laughs> I haven't done safety, man. So leave that off the book. That's one. Yeah. So yeah, of course you play corner and you play safe in the league, right? You played in the AFC and the NFC. Of course, won the won the Super Bowl ring with the Packers. Uh, then you went back to the AFC. Usually, you don't have any of the players that kind of go back and forth from conferences. What's some of the differences between the AFC and the NFC that you kind of saw during your playing days? Man, I think. Uh, uh, you know, with the AFC back in those days, I think it was more of uh, you know ground and pound. You know, mm-hmm. uh, pro, pro set offense. You know, twenty one personnel try to run the ball downhill. You know, our teams were kind of like that. You know, we had um, Charlie Garner who was you know he was kind of like our scat back and kind of do it all. But then we had Zach Crockett, Tyrone Wheatley. You know, mm-hmm. guys that would change it up and then come in and and pound that ball. And then you work your play action. You know, off of that. Um, then I think NFC going to the NFC, you know, they, they tried to throw it around, you know, a little bit more. So, you know, for me, it was a, a lot more opportunities in the game to really get the ball. And uh, you can mm-hmm. see throughout my career, that's kind of when my interception numbers really, you know, took off in my time there in Green Bay. So. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably, you know, the, the, the biggest difference I would see. No, of course, of course, T and myself playing receiver in the league, you know, for the times we did, we know the mentality of a corner, right? The corner, he thinks he's the number one athlete. He thinks he can do it all, right? He, he's the best dude on the defense. As a corner, that's their mentality. So we see a, a corner like yourself, and when they say switch to safety, did you at, at all take that as a, I can't do what I used to do, or did you see that as something more positive, like saying I'm helping the team and I'm helping myself prolong my career? Well, I really took it as a challenge, you know, because mm-hmm. interestingly is that the year before Green Bay let me go, 
I mean, I led the league in interceptions as a corner. You know, right, but, right. So you get a little older, and sometimes they do kind of, you know, pigeonhole you or put you into a box. And it was um, when I when I got let go and I was a free agent, then all of a sudden uh, teams were like, you know, we see you as a safety. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, I hear you, but shit, I just I just had, <laughs> I just had seven interceptions. Right, what you talking about? <laughs> my collarbone again. Um, so, but then at that point, man, I just took it as a challenge because. I've always felt like, man, I'm a football player, you know, whether it's corner or whatever, just put mm-hmm. me on the field. So, I mean, it, it was fine. I knew I could go out there and do it and, and get it done. And so, you know, when team said, hey, we see you as a safety, I was like, all right, shit, I'll do it. You know, I know mm-hmm. I want to keep playing football. You know, I still had a lot of football left in me. So mm-hmm. let's do it. And I go out there and grind and, and, and make plays for you. There it is. Yeah. Well, shoot, of course, let's say we're sitting here talking to Charles Woodson, 18 years in the NFL. Uh, go all the way back. You won the Heisman coming out, you know, coming out of Michigan. And you were the only defensive player to win the Heisman. So, like, through that process of, you know, all the success, from the outside looking in, you didn't look like you had a lot of adversity. You know what I'm saying? It's like everybody thinks it happens. It's easy. Of course, we know it's not easy. But it's like for these last, you know, that your career has been all ups, it seems like. Give us some adversity, some time that you might have been, like, down during the career, something you had to overcome that other people might not know. Yeah, because, yeah, before you answer, because everybody knows, obviously, you played in Michigan, uh, playing in the Rose Bowl, um, you know, bowl games every year. I know as a really just in college and in the pros and just really knowing who you are and seeing the highlights. Yeah. Like it's, it, it always seemed like you were always, you know, on the, on the, the great end, the, on the great end of things, nothing seems to uh, have, has been a, been a challenge. It, everything always seemed, seemed easy, but uh, as football players and we know that there's always uphill battles, there's challenges, there's obstacles. So that's a great question that that Hash asked because our listeners, again, sometimes they don't know, they don't understand, you know, uh, the the trials and the tribulations and just the obstacles um, that it that it takes and the hurdles that it takes to 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 get where to to where we are. Yeah, um, you know, it's always. Uh, like you said, it's, it's, it's the things that, you know, people don't see. Um, mm-hmm. I played 18 years and yeah, you know, a lot of it seems good, but right around that midpoint, um, you know, right before I went to Green Bay, you know, I started de- dealing with a lot of injuries, you know, like little, you know, you know, the, uh, what do you call them, the little nagging, nagging, nagging injuries. injuries. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I went through turf toe, um, mm-hmm. I, I broke my shoulder, um, then I broke my leg twice. So, so I, I missed I miss some games there. And it just seems like, you know, every year I was just dealing with just some little nagging little mm-hmm. incident. And then it, it kind of started to wear on me. And then I remember, you know, the Super Bowl year. Um, interesting because I broke my, my shoulder in the second game of the season and uh, against Pittsburgh. And then it's funny because my first game back, I missed five games. My first game back, we played against San Francisco in T.O., that word. <laughs> Theo jumped on my ass that day. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, hey, what was what was what would you give him, T? What did you give him? You give uh, him it two? Was, it, got, it got ugly, man. It got really? Ugly. Yeah, it got. Uh, ugly. Um, I think. Funny, funny story. Funny story about that because okay, okay. the week I was coming back, I was standing on the week I came back, which was the first game against San Fran, and uh, uh, I was standing by Al Davis, and Al was like. 
hey, how you feeling? I was like, yeah, man, I'm feeling all right, man, I'm good. He was like, yeah, that sounds good, but I don't know if I want to point against this guy this week. I was like, what you mean, Al? Right. Yeah, I think it's gonna to be too too big and too too physical for you this week. I'm like, I'm about, I'm about to hear that shit out. You know, nobody trying to hear that, man. Don't worry about it, man. So I went out there, man. And it, shit, like I said, it got ugly, man. <laughs> Did Al say anything hey, Al, to you afterwards? Al was, hey, Al was looking out for you, man. He was trying. He was trying to, but I mean, you know how it is. Like you the said, competitor. We ain't trying to hear that shit, man. No, right, uh, right, so, right. So like, so like little little things like that. The injuries, you know, just kind of mount up. And then I played in the Super Bowl on a broken leg. You know, I had the surgery. And then mm. so I played the playoffs, you know, on that, that that leg where I put the plate in. So I played three games. So I feel like I'm giving my all to the team, mm. you know, right? So I'm like, okay, next year I'll come back healthy. And now I'm really looking for, you know, starting to, starting to look for a new deal now, you know, with the mm-hmm. team. And I'm like, shit, I just gave you everything. I played in the playoffs with a broken leg, plate. And they weren't having it. So I ended up getting, you know, franchi- franchi- franchise twice, which, I mean, ended up being great. But, of course, players, we all we all want that deal. And then I started – then I broke my leg again, you know. That wow. Was my, uh, my, my, my seventh year. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was like, damn, man. So I really actually, midway through, I was thinking about retiring, man. I, I, called, mm. my, I called my mom. I called my, uh, uh, my closest – my cousin, uh, uh, Keo knows James. Um, I called my, you know, my, my agent, financial advisor. I was like, man, you know what, man? I think, I think this is it, man. I don't even, I don't even really want to do it no more. I was just tired. You know, I think mm-hmm. I was mentally tired, physically tired. And then, so I found, I went to Green Bay uh, when, when Oakland didn't want to bring me back. And that's really what kind of rejuvenated my career, just going to a different setting, you know, different team, different town. And uh, you know the rest is history. So yeah, mm-hmm. man. People, people don't necessarily see everything that us as a player go through. We just see yeah. us on game day doing our thing, and yeah. you know they think it's all good. But shit, I was ready to hang it up <laughs> early. <laughs> well, hey, I mean, you from you from the crib? I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. You from Fremont, Ohio? That's what Ohio boys do. We go fight through the tough. You know what I'm saying? We, oh, you know, you know, hey, you know, T. He, he always injured. You know what I'm saying? So I can't <laughs> even. I, he, he can't even be part of this conversation, you know. <laughs> hey, 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 let me tell you something. If I was injured, you definitely didn't know unless it was actually actually public no. public knowledge. The only but, injury but, that I really, really had to deal with was, was the one that obviously leading to the Super Bowl uh, when I was in Philly. Uh, but as as Charles alluded to, I mean, there's always in, in, in Hatch – I think you might know you played enough to, to wow. have a couple of have, wow. have, 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 have wow. a couple of bumps and bruises. Um, <laughs> I had a bruise, huh? I had a bruise. Yeah, a That's all I had. <laughs> yeah, but but man, that, nagging injuries, man, they're no joke. Uh, you mentioned turf toe, and turf toe was one of those injuries. Oh. And then for the fans, you know, they have no idea. I hate when you know guys are dealing with turf toe or anything dealing with the foot, and then you know, especially if it's a player like myself, Charles, and then you're a vital part the defense offense and there's a big game coming up and, and it's something that's been lingering for a couple of weeks. And then, you know, obviously it's being talked, uh, talked about, you know, uh, throughout the course of the week by a lot of commentators and a lot of these fans, you start to hear him like, Oh, he's just a toe. It's just a toe. <laughs> they have no idea. No bro, idea. They have no idea uh, what turf toe feels like, especially for 
uh, us as skill skill positions, you it's it's a it's a weight distributing type of injury. So yeah. the weight distribution, you have to plant, cut this, and that, and the other, change of direction. They have no they have no idea how much pain uh, a turf toe is. So man, I commend you. Obviously, like I said, I didn't know, especially with the two broken legs, things of that nature. Um, again, you just don't know what a player is going through, and I think that's what uh, a lot of these fans. Um, now you talk about, and I think you alluded to the to it just a bit when you say you you hit that kind of almost like a breaking point, you know, midway in the season, you're starting to kind of like second guess yourself. You're trying to like now figure out your future. Should I play? Should I not play? And mental health issues start to come come into, uh, you know, c- come into your psyche, to be honest. And so that's part of it. But fans, uh, you, we're, we're talking here with Charles Woodson, one of the best corners in the league. I know that I played against, but um, they have to be mindful that, you know, people get caught up in the fantasy football, you know, with all these injuries. Like I said, it can affect what they're doing, but it, it never to the extent of what we're doing. So, uh, you know, I appreciate I appreciate you letting me know that, you know, that you're a tough guy. And I said, I knew about the shoulder injury, things of that nature. And I can't imagine playing corner because you guys, like I said, you know, you guys got to go against those linebackers. I mean, not, not the linebackers, but the running backs. And you got to throw your, throw your shoulder in there. And if you're not a physical corner, you know, sometimes you, you, you guys can be a little finesse a little bit, but then sometimes, you know, y'all want to throw, you know, kind of throw your shoulder around in a bit, but I appreciate you sharing that man with us. Now, well, yeah, it's man. interesting the year we played against um, New England in the tuck rule. Right. So that right, year, right. year I had, um, I got, the, I got turf, turf, uh, turf early in the year. So leading up to that game, I had, I had taken a shot in my my foot, my toe, Ooh. for like ten straight weeks. Ooh. You know, in that game, you know, Ooh. you make the hit on Tom Brady, and he fumbles, and then they overturn him with the tuck rule. Right. So it's not it's not just that we lost the game and, and the way it ended. It's like, man, you go out there and you put it all on the line, man, and you know you shooting, you know. And I'm not the only one. I'm not, I'm not trying to make right. it I'm the only one out there doing it because we all. Each and every player out there, you go out there and you play with something. But, you know, your thought process is, damn, man, you know, I'm out here, you know, putting it all on the line. I'm I'm putting this whatever this is in my toe every week just to go out there and play. And then you feel like you get cheated in the game. Yeah, It's much more more than just, you know, losing the game. It's like, man, we put a lot of time and effort into trying to win this game. You go on the road, cross the country, you're playing in the snow and Mm -hmm. all of those different things. And you've made the plays to win the game, and then all of a sudden, bam, you know, they steal it from you. So mm-hmm. at that point, you start thinking about everything you've gone through each, you know, each week, you know, leading up to that point, you know, banging during the game, you know, whatever practice time you can put in and yeah. trying to do ice tubs and all of that crazy all stuff that. to get yourself ready. And it's, 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 it's rough when you lose that way, especially when you put a lot into it. So Yeah, I, I think yeah, during I'm, that time, and T, I think you played with him too. We had uh, – there was a dude – Romanowski was on that team, wasn't he? Romo, the linebacker. Oh, yeah. man, I hate that. And, and hate that, that yeah, I know. But it's like I think people understood what he was putting himself through as an athlete, but I don't think people understand that we all do that. Like he was just outgoing with it. He would, you know, let the media know and, you know, had his – had all these pills. Like we was all doing that. Everybody had to do that after week one. Like you had to have something to go ahead and get your mind and your body right. No, not everybody. Speak for yourself. I, I, was, Man, I, was, you, good. You, I, you, I was good. 
I was, you, good. you out your mind. You did every, good, you, no. didn't you have the, 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 the well, hyperbaric chamber or something like that you slept yeah, in? Yeah, that was, that was, that's, that's late, part late, of it. That wasn't until like late, late in the season, uh, late in the career, same in my day, career. Man. <laughs> I, I, I did, you know what? The, the probably like the most painful thing I think outside of turf toe that I had to deal with was uh high ankle sprains. Yeah, those those yeah. are no jokes. But I wanted to just go back to something uh, that that Charles talked about, and I, that was one of my next questions that I was going to ask. Um, he talked about the tuck rule, and obviously that 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 rule has come into play because of the actual that particular game. And so um, obviously you, you know snowy game, uh, a game that you guys. Honestly, you should have won. When you say they stole that game from you guys, they they literally did that. I'm talking about ski mask on, everything. <laughs> they, <laughs> hey, they they straight robbed you guys. How? Because watching that game, I'm like, man, there's no way, especially with replay and things of that nature, they got it wrong. Even after looking at the replay, as a defensive player, and obviously at you know team goals. I mean, this. I mean, you get to go to the Super Bowl. What? How long did it take for you for, for you personally and you think the team uh how long did it take for you guys to get over that? Because that that was that right there was a momentum changer. That was a big play, huge play in that game. So you, you can't get over it really. You know, I think <laughs> I think from uh you know from a personal standpoint, I mean I've I've had a successful career. So I mean I don't I don't harp on it at all. You know, right, right. You know, it is what it is. But, but just say, okay, but just say you... But what, I'm, but what I'm saying is that when you think about it, you know, each year you guys you guys have been in this business, you know, for a while. Every year is an anniversary of the tug rule, it seems like, right? <laughs> right, right, right. So you, you can never get away from it. So every year, you know, they're replaying yeah. it. You know, just this past year before the Super Bowl, I was doing interviews about it. You know, they did a big deal before the Super Bowl talking about it. And of course... It's 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 huge because I went to Michigan. Brady went to Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's this tuck rule, which nobody at the time, none of us had ever heard of the tuck rule. Heard of it. And all of a sudden, they pulled that out of their hat. And uh, so, you know, every year I have to talk about it. And so, like, it's like almost you you're over it, but you can't right. get it because it's, right. it's always a part of the game. Because it really is one of those plays that when you think about the history of the game, Change the one history. of the worst calls uh, or yeah. the calls that that was overturned in the history of the game. And and I'll, I'll take that to my grave with me, that that was the worst, one of the worst calls in the history of NFL football. Yeah, it, that, that. And like, it's, and, it's, yeah. year, it's year 17, we go celebrate the tuck rule. Like, what? We ain't got nothing to do. <laughs> right, that's right. The anniversary, you know, anniversary. Right. 17? <laughs> right, that that play, yours is one of the worst, and the ones that we just experienced a couple years ago, the Rams uh, and uh, the Saints game with the, with the pass P.I. call. Those two, yeah, by far. Well, well let, let, let's ask the defensive guy. Because as an offense, that's what you're, I think is one of the worst calls ever. As a defensive player looking at that, what did you see? That pass interference when the Saints. And, uh, the pass interference. Okay. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, it ain't, it ain't a whole lot to really say about it. I mean. Right. Right. He ran into the guy before the ball before got Before the there. ball was in his area. You know, that, that of course, it should have been called. And, yeah. You know, you know, make a, a big deal. The funny thing to me is that, so after that, yeah, maybe the Saints, you know, had still had an opportunity to win the game. Okay, mm-hmm. I understand that. But, yeah, damn. Yeah. It's a momentum change. It's just like, it's just like the token rule. It's just make, like... make that call, the game's right. over. Game's right, over. Right, right, right. Nobody, nobody wants to hear that, oh, well, they had their opportunity. To, no. no. What about 
the most blatant non-call right. <laughs> in the entire game. And so, you know, right. people go, well, this happened in the first quarter or this happened in the second. Dude, we're not talking about the first, second, and third quarter. We're talking right. about this play. You can't isolate this one play at the right. Right. that would have ended the game. So it's funny to hear people, you know, talk the way they talk, you know, and, and all, that, all, of that, all of that other mess. So Already. It, it was, that, was a, that was a horrible non-call. There it is. Well, yeah, we're sitting here talking to Charles Woodson. Of course, you went to University of Michigan. Um, right now, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on with the Big Ten, college football. And because of the COVID-19 situation, college football is, is, is just up in arms right now. So I want to go to these kids that are that are kind of they're, they're saying I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to play my senior year and I'm just going to get ready for the NFL draft. Right. I was a late bloomer. I needed all five of my years in college. T.O. was a late bloomer. Um, right. But you again, still you haven't bloomed. You still wow. haven't bloomed. You're still bloomed. <laughs> uh, I am. I, I am. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I'll take that, Chomp. Shut up. Uh, but no, you were, like I said, you came out as a junior. Um, if this situation right now, you're going to be a junior, would you sit out your junior year and just declare for the NFL draft and get ready to work out? Because I hate the precedence it's setting for these younger kids to just sit out and get ready for the NFL. But it seems so timely and so perfect form that it's like they have to do it. Like, what would you do coming out? Man, that's, 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 that's a hard question. I think it's a tough position, you know, for, the, for, for these kids, the young yeah. players to be in. And especially because I, I was asked this question the other day, you know, you know what, you know, how would you have felt if, you know, this would have happened back when you played? And I just think about 1997 and what we what we accomplished as a team, what mm-hmm. I accomplished as an individual that year. We go 12 and 0. You know, I win the Heisman Trophy. We, mm-hmm. we, we won a national championship. It's like, just think if this is my junior year, and all of a sudden they tell me, hey, there's not right. going to be football. So, I mean, you wipe all of that stuff out. So then um, to your to your question, you know, then you would have to think about, okay, um, I, at that time I still feel like I'm one of the best corners in, in college football. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to be drafted somewhere. Of course, mm-hmm. you know, that year catapulted me to being drafted for, but okay, what if I don't have that year? Honestly, man. That's tough, right? That's, that's, that's tough because I, I think that the Big Ten right now, they're kind of contemplating or some teams are playing like, a schedule of six teams, I think, or something like that, you know, right. later in the fall. Because I think you need to play more football. Sit here think about it. I don't know, man. I think I might just sit my ass down and train and get ready for, you know, right. my pro day or, or, or the combine or whatever, right. whatever that is, man. Because what, 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 at that point, what am I playing for? You know, six right. games, a six-game schedule or how many other games and what right. about the national championship and all of that? Man, I wouldn't have, you know, some guys ain't trying to hear all that. You know, right. I, I'm not a Ben, but I know there yeah, are I mean, some guys yeah. who need that season and need that tape. I get yeah. it. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, just notably, I think as recent as a couple of days ago, um, one of the guys, uh, the top receivers, Jamar Chase um, yep. from LSU, uh, he's opted out. I think he's the as second guy that's opted yep. out. Um, you know, obviously, you know, would he make the, would he have made this decision? Um, had they not won the national championship, who knows? As Hatch was saying, you know, some guys, you know, I would say, like I said, it's a big decision to make. Do you play another year to uh, put some more film, you know, get get some more stuff on tape, you know, for scouts, things of that nature. 
So it's definitely a, a tricky situation. Um, I wasn't as fortunate, you know, uh, you know, Charles, to be one of the great ones coming out of uh, college like you uh, or what have you. Me and, me and Hatch, this is, a song, this is the only time me and Hatch is on the same boat. Uh, in the same boat. Not the only the time. I ain't trying to hear that. <laughs> this is, hey, this is the only time we're in the same boat. But uh, <laughs> I watched your career. I remember the game. You got the rose in the mouth. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't know what that feels like to be one of the top prospects, um, you know, getting ready to uh, exit uh, their college year and then go into the professional rank. So um, yeah, the mindset, I think now that you've thought about it just a bit while, while you were answering it, yeah, you're kind of thinking, okay, well, what's best for me? What's best for me and my family? Um, is it is it worth it to, um, you know, risk and play versus, you know, now I need to, like you said, um, take some step backs, kind of evaluate kind of where I am, what I can do, uh, get with a trainer, um, work on the combine, things of that nature, get your body bigger, faster, and stronger. And then, hey, you know, this time off made – and may have you a lot fresher, you know, for the uh, for the upcoming combine for you, so you can perform your best. So um, it's definitely a, a, a tough situation uh, for these kids. But again, uh, I think you answered it. But again, being a being a top um, prospect coming out of coming out of college, going into the pros, that's 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 a lot to deal with. I, I would say this. I would say there is no bad decision. Okay. Because I think I think a lot of guys they're getting pressure from you know it's just like um, who was it. Uh, Bosa, the guys that opt out of going to the bowl, yeah, Bosa, right. Christian McCaffrey, yeah, right, right, right. Like, to me, there, 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 there is no, no bad decision, you know, in that circumstance. It's like you're looking at the situation, what it is, and um, to, to you made the point. Okay, you have opportunity now for the next four or five months to just get your body in the best possible shape, and you don't actually have to go out there and beat it up, you know, for mm. those four months in practice and you know, drills and, and as far as, you know, hitting during the game and all of that. Um, so for these young guys who are, you know, who take heat from the outside people, oh, you know, this is, you know, you're letting your team down. And No, 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 man. There, there, there's no bad situation in, in this in this deal. And each guy should look at the situation from their own standpoint and then make the decision, you know, going from there. But, you know, no bad decisions in this deal. Right. I, I hear you say that, but okay, what about what about the people that that, that say, okay, well, uh, you say there's no bad decision. What if he uh, decides to play and he gets hurt? That's a decision you, you made. And so you, you deal with it as it comes. So, okay. of course, there's always things that can happen. Right. Um, that you can, could get hurt training, I, I, actually. I could not be playing and I could, you know, go out there and be playing basketball or something and, and break an ankle and all of a sudden, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I, I wasn't out there playing playing the game, but I hurt myself, you know, playing, you know, doing other activities. So gotcha. something yeah, can right. always happen, but wh- whatever decision you make, you have to own that, man. And you gotta you gotta go in there with a hundred percent conviction that I'm making the right decision. And that right yeah. decision is right for you at the time. You know what? Speaking about the NBA, let's take a pause for the calls and talk about this playoff series going on. Oh yeah, the Clippers. Oh yeah, they making that they making their presence felt. I know everybody in La La Land. Uh, I'm not trying to. T- I'm not trying to talk about the Clippers or the Lakers. I'm talking about the Nuggets. 
Oh, my nuggets. <laughs> Yo, man, nobody want to talk about your nuggets, Duke. Hey, Come we're on, talking man. about the nuggets and the manscaped. Oh, Trying to man, man, I, I got to manscape my nuggets. Manscaped, yeah. I mean, you talk about manscaped and taking care of your nuggets. <laughs> this might be the best. Trust me, I, I, I like this. I like these clippers. I like these these uh, these trimmers. Mm-hmm. You can call them clippers, trimmers, or however you want to call it. Um, they, they offer these hygiene tools, you know, so you don't really snag your nuggets. You know what I mean? So for me, this is a great plug for Manscaped because for somebody that has no hair on his head, (laughs) you know what I mean? And so I've, I've taken upon myself to, you know, sometimes I have to, you know, I I like to shave, be clean shaving down there around my nuggets. There you go. If you, my balls, if you will, (laughs) if we can say balls, um, but (laughs) Manscaped is here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. They can't do what Nair does, or they do what Nair cannot do. They have the Lawnmower 3.0, which is the best for hygiene for the modern man, right? Because they have the ceramic blade, they have skin safe technology, so you won't get no snags down there. And Nair can't say that. They actually just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes slash tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. Their perfect package 3.0 comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer performance boxer briefs and a travel bag for you to use when you're done quarantining or when you're done trimming. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant, which ensures you that your afternoon stroll doesn't end up your ball sticking to your leg because nobody wants a ball sticking to their leg. The Crop Reviver is a spray-on toner for your balls. It's made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts that will give your balls a boost. So what I was trying to say, I appreciate all that. What I was trying, the product <laughs> that they use, obviously, to, you know, for hygiene, to clean your clippers and things of that nature. So I didn't want to use the same clippers that I cut my hair with on my balls. So I had the one for my hair and then I put, you know, I obviously knew which one that I used, you know, to, to cut the hair around my nuggets. So Manscaped is a great product for guys like myself, because I know we've all done it at some point. You use the same clippers that cut your hair on your head. You use them <laughs> to cut the, 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 the your, your hairs around your nuggets. So Manscaped is a great product for that. So all yes. your grooming experiences, you guys go to Manscaped. Trust me. They're the perfect package for you. They're the perfect package for your perfect package. Exactly. The perfect package 3.0 also comes with the crop preserver and crop reviver. Yep, yep. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code popcorn at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code popcorn. Take your grooming game to the next level. That's Get 20% off free shipping and use the code popcorn at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code popcorn. Take your grooming game to the next level because it's the perfect package for your perfect package. We got to take, take a pause for the call, as you always say. Uh, we got to give a shout out to our guys over at uh, my bookie, bro. That's right, because it's summer, 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 summertime. It it, it is summertime, <laughs> you know. You know, hey, you know, you like to bet, you know, because y'all y'all try to bet against me. I can't believe that you and Mike of all people. If anything, I thought this would have been like, okay, 
some biased betting, but you guys went totally against the grain. Bet against me. But that's what happens when you bet against somebody that's really confident about themselves. And you thought you guys thought y'all had some easy money, but it's okay. I'll let y'all have that. But let me go. Let me read. Let me go on to do what I do because it's summertime. And at my bookie, that can only mean one thing. It's winning season. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means free bets, super contests, survivor, and more. At my bookie, winning season is all about your chance to win big. That's right. You can bet NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball, UFC, and then some. The craziest sports summertime of your lifetime is finally here. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, and collect your cash. Invest in your intuition. Select from hundreds of future bets, or you can bet games in real time with MyBookie's live betting. For those of you like my boy Hatch here, put that big brain of yours to good use. (laughs) Use promo code POPCORN and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play. Designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Well, again, so you've made it through, of course, in an 18 NFL, 18 season NFL. And now that you've, you know, retired, you kind of sit back, chilling, watching. You've decided to start this wine company, right? A lot of people don't understand that football players like, you know, rough and tough. And we don't. But, you know, they're like, okay, more subdued after career, right? Kind of relaxing. Wine's going to relax you just chilling. So what, where this uh, come about? So Intercept Wines is your wine company, right? So how this whole thing start with the wine company? It really started, my, my love for wine really started in, uh, in, in Napa Valley. And mm-hmm. that's because the, uh, the Oakland Raiders training camp was in Napa Valley. So yep. you know, I'm, I'm in a great part of the country every year, you know, a place that I'd never, I'd never heard of, you know, Napa Valley. And if I had, I wasn't paying any attention to it. <laughs> yeah. So every year, you know, training camp, I was in, you know, wine country. And, uh, you know, just, just from being out there and, and you know, eating all kind of great food, you know, all the time and, and the great restaurants that they have out there. You know, I noticed people drinking wine all the time. And to me, it was it was like, uh, you know, wine ended up being like a centerpiece of everyone's dinner. You know, it's like mm-hmm. they had conversations about it, but it was re- it was a real laid back, you know, type atmosphere. And that that's really me off the field. You know, I'm, I'm really laid back, man. And so to me, wine really, really fit my, my style. And so mm-hmm. I decided I wanted to be a part of uh, you know, wine, uh, long term, and so okay. I ended up, uh, started my first label in '05, and then now, oh wow, I ventured off into uh, Intercept Wines, which, which you're talking about now. Okay, so Intercept well. Wines. That's what is. That's what it's called. Intercept. Yep. So you go. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, way I, back. I got that's fifteen one, uh, I, years. Right. Yeah. So uh, I, I just, uh, I just got into the, to, into the the wine space, if you will. So uh, mine is called 81 Vino. So we'll, we'll have to uh, exchange. You have to send me some of yours and then uh, hopefully mine, uh, we, we, we're looking to, I got some samples that they just sent me uh, uh, just yesterday, just arrived. So uh, I'm getting into that space. Uh, I'm not a big drinker, but as you said, you know, um, being in, in, in the, on the West Coast, um, obviously San Francisco, Napa Valley, things of that nature, when I first got out to San Francisco, me being a country bumpkin from Alabama, went to Tennessee, and then I started going, you know, going out with some of the veterans. We had, you know, we had some, you know, some, some team events, and so we would go always go to San Francisco. And then I remember, I think it might have been William Floyd or somebody, one of those, uh, one of those uh, veterans. They took me to uh, a restaurant up in uh, San Francisco, and everybody was drinking wine, and I'm looking around like, 
you know, they're like, do you drink wine? I'm like, I've never had it before. So um, now I've gotten into it. Um, the 81 Vino, like I said, is mine. Yours is called Intercept. And I think, you know, like I said, it's an acquired taste. Um, it's not something that I adopted and, and had a palate for right away. Um, but I think, you know, when you, like I said, get into different environments and then obviously you try to broaden your horizons, things of that nature. And then, like I said, it's always a, a, a talking point or a centerpiece uh, for dinners. It's like certain wines you drink with certain dinners, this and that and the other. So, uh, yeah. And then I think when you think about vino and, and what I've been able to do with my career and how people see me now, they, say, they look at me and they're like, dude. Like it doesn't look like you've aged, and so that's kind of what factored into uh, me creating you look the vino. Old as heck! What you talking right, about? It, you, you know, look they, like you know, you're say, 55. You know, what are you talking about, man? They lied to you, age. man. You know, fine wine doesn't age, so that's what factored <laughs> into to my, you know, my name. So, man, I, I definitely. I wanna, no, no, I let, let me let me correct you, Tio. You you age like a fine wine. Yeah, that yeah, too. Man. That too. <laughs> that too. I'm gonna help you out. I'm gonna help you out. Age like fine wine. Yeah. All yeah. right. So so you've been doing the wine business for 15 years. And so give us some like direct correlation between like the entrepreneurship and the wine space and your football career. Like what's something that you've taken from football, learning from your football space um, and kind of acquired that to this company as well? Uh, I think it's really the teamwork. You know, I okay. think that's probably the, the biggest part of it. You know, you guys have been on teams that have won. You've been on teams that have lost. And, uh, you know, the most important thing is that, you know, each person on the team, you know, your most successful teams, you know, everyone knows their role. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they're, they're happy. You know, well, they, they might not always be happy with the role, but they understand their role. Right. Mm -hmm. They know the importance of their role and how to make the whole the whole engine go. And I think that's the same way with wine. Um, you know, there's there's a there's a lot that goes into it. Um, you know. People might not know all of the, of course, the ins and out of, you know, harvest and mm -hmm. the barreling and aging and the soil and the, and the vines and the whole thing and how weather affects it, whether it's too hot, too cold mm -hmm. um, and, and all of those different things. And so you have to have um, a great team in place that understands that. Right. So I'm not a farmer. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, mean, I, I don't <laughs> know as much as the people but actually, you know, always in the field, you know, and understand, you know, what levels the sugar has to be at and whether or not, um, you know, the, the fog is, is, is going to affect, you know, how your grapes ripen. Mm. Of course, that's not me. But as far as the wine is concerned and me knowing what I like in, in my wine and then also me being the face and the spokesman for my wine, I know what my role is. And mm -hmm. so all of that together has to work. You know, I have to know where I need to be and when I need to be you know, in order to, um, you know, truly back my product, you know, mm -hmm. because, you know, T.O. is going to find this out. You have to, you have to be out in the field. People want to see you. They want to know why you got into wine. They want to know, you know, what you know about your wine. Why should they be drinking your wine over anybody else's wine? Mm -hmm. And, you know, those things you have to be willing to do. And, and, and there's a lot of time and, and effort that goes into it, you know, but if you really love it, you know, that comes out and people understand that. So, um, to me, it's all about the teamwork in order to make make it um, as big a success that you want to make it. And so for me, man, it's fun because I, I love drinking wine. And I think the, to me, the most fun that I have, uh, this is another thing that the, the T.O. will find out is when he's doing, you know, wine dinners and things of that nature with, with, with top chefs 
around the country and them pairing your wine and them having their own interpretation of the wine and what it would go with, mm -hmm. like watching that combination together mm -hmm. and, and you actually sitting down and, and tasting a creation that they came up with to go with, with your wine, Mm -hmm. Dude, it's, it's, the, it's, it's the experience, you know what I mean? It's the, nice. it's, the part of the, it's the part of the game that I love, man, that I that I look forward to each and every time that I'm out in that type of setting. So um, yeah. teamwork, man. Teamwork. You work, you got to have the proper team, and, and I have a great team that I'm with right now. Well, yeah, yeah I think two, I, things, two things I took away from that is, like I said, you're going to have to know your role, and you have to have teamwork. And I don't think T's going to make it. <laughs> you ain't gonna make it, T. T. Hey, you ain't gonna make it, dog. Hey, Tell him he ain't. Hey. His business might not be for him. You know hey, what I'm Joe. saying? Hey, he was. Hey, he was sitting on that. He couldn't <laughs> wait till you got. Couldn't wait. Couldn't wait. Hey, I'm surprised he didn't say, "Man, I love me some me." Ain't gonna work. Oh, <laughs> ain't gonna work. Hey, you already know. Uh, you already know. Uh, hey, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that. Uh, every time that I get on the phone call, so I'm I'm partnering. I'm partnering with Tommy Lasorda, Tommy Lasorda Wines, and so uh, this came about a few months ago with a. Uh, uh, one of my, uh, my marketing branding guys. And so he approached me about it. He asked me if I, if I drank wine and I'm like, I'm not a big wine drinker. I said, but I've dibbled, you know, I dabbled here and there. And so, uh, so yeah, so we're starting out with, with cabs. And so I'm, you know, like I said, I, I, I gave him kind of like my take on what I like as far as taste. And so, you know, obviously you have your hundred percent cabs and then you have your blends or what have you. And so, you know, obviously, you know, as Charles say, you have to kind of know, what it is about your wine, what you like about it, because you're going to be put in situations where you have to be some somewhat well-versed on what you're doing. And so, yeah, when I've had the conversations and, and group texts with, with the team that I have, um, they've asked me a number of questions like, okay, what do you take? What, what, what kind of taste do you like? So I told them like, I'm more of a berry and I want it more smooth. And so then they'll give me some input on like, what do you think about a chocolate? And me, when you think of wine, I don't, I didn't really think that. I'm like, huh? It's like, yeah, because obviously you have to have a palate for that. And so those are some of the, uh, some of the things that I've had to encounter uh, in discussing with my team. They've sent, and then Charles mentioned the weather, everything, everything affects wine and how it's, how it's produced. Um, so even with them sending me samples, they're literally, they're checking where I am they're checking the temperature, the weather to make sure as they're transporting and shipping across country that it's not overheating because the heat can obviously affect the taste. And so that's very interesting. Like I said, I like I said, I haven't really talked to a lot of athletes and obviously someone like Charles that has a wine, um, a wine company, his own. Let me um, let me ask you both this. So, uh, again, I, I'm not a drinker at all as well, but. Does the does wine take inflammation away from? I heard that's from a lot of athletes. Or you know, once you get older, you can drink wine after games because it, it takes the inflammation away. Have you guys heard that in either one of your guys' companies? I haven't. You know, I'm not going to be the one to, to say that. <laughs> right. That is absolutely true. You know, people be coming back to me. Oh man, I drunk the wine. And it right. Right. <laughs> you know, so and I, hey, that's a good selling point. Like, yeah, if your wine can reduce inflammation. <laughs> that's you. I had, I had heard me, that. That's going to be sure. my focal point. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's funny. Yeah, but no, we like I said, it's uh, you know, we from from entrepreneurship to again the adversity through your tr uh, transitions through. Um, Again, college, NFL, and then after football. Again, we commend you on the on the new entrepreneurial 
wine company called Intercept um, Wines. And again, we just appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, we're here sitting here with Charles Woodson, 18 uh, year NFL vet on Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast. Hey, 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 Hatch, Hatch, let, let me just give you one funny story right quick. You know, mm-hmm. off of the last question you question you asked about information. So, mm-hmm. so I'm in like my, I think my 16th year, I'm in Oakland and one of the players says, uh, Hey, uh, hey, man, damn, man, you still out here rolling around, man. How you do it, man? I said, right. man, you know, the only thing I do really, man, I drink wine, man. You know what I mean? That's, that's, <laughs> really, that's really the only other thing I could really offer him, you know what I mean? Because right. he sees me work. He sees how I go out there and do my thing, right? I said, man, you know, when I was younger, I drunk more hard liquor, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, you know, Hennessy and, and things of that nature. And so I said, you know what, the only really big change, one of the big changes is that, you know, I started drinking more wine. He was like, okay, wow. all right. So, right. Yeah, so maybe maybe that is, maybe it worked. Yeah, so he went out, right, the next week, and he, you know, that, that week, he, uh, I guess he went and had him some wine, da 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 The very next week, this man pulled both hamstrings. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So there you he have it, ladies and gentlemen. He said, well, man, I thought you said the wine was good for you, man. I had some wine. Now I done pulled both my hamstrings. Okay, hey, you I don't know what kind of wine you drinking, man, but that ain't what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah he that, that ain't he it. He wasn't drinking Intercept, that's for no. sure. <laughs> he sure wasn't. Hey, hey, so we, he, like, hey also, when you drink alcohol, man, and obviously people don't think that. breaks your body down, man. Right. Wine has a percentage of alcohol in it. So, again, you have to hydrate. And I think a lot of these cats, when they go out drinking, and I think you see, you know, obviously with social media, you see LeBron and, and all these guys, they're on social media, they having wine tastings, they having wine nights, things of that nature. You have to still take care of your body while you're doing those things. So, yeah, I mean, just I think Hat said is, a, you know, one of the things that, you know, people say that he's heard and obviously it helps with inflammation. I heard that, you know, drinking a, a glass of wine today, it's, it's good for the heart. So I did. I've heard that, but not what um, Hatch just explained. Um, but, yeah, man, I think, uh, you know, you're doing some amazing stuff. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm appreciative to be able to uh, say that I played uh, against one of the top corners in the league. People always no, ask No, no T, no T. Say it how you said it when I said we going to have C. Wood on the show. What are oh, the exact already, words that came already, out your mouth? You said, I can't no. wait to have him on the show because I gave him the business. Exactly. I, I was just about to say that. Before you, you, you just let me, get, let me say it. Yeah. I, I, before he already alluded to it. One of the games, like I said, Al, Al basically gave him a head. But he, he was coming off an injury, so it, it, it didn't count. Hey, he told C. Wood, hey, C. Wood, how you feeling? He said, I don't know. This guy's a little big, a little physical. You know, you're coming off this injury. So, yeah, we had, you know, we knew we, we were going to possibly have you on the show. And I said, oh, yeah. I said, I can't wait. I said, my game's against Charles. I said, yeah, I gave him the business. But it was all in respect because the thing is, me coming from a small school, and obviously, like I said, I, at that time, beginning to make a name for myself, playing behind the great Jerry Rice. And then I knew, like I said, I watched who Jerry had to play against, you know, uh, throughout the course of his careers. And there were some top corners that he had to he had to perform against. And so me, that was a challenge in itself, knowing that I had to go against guys like Charles Woodson, Darrell Rivas, Champ Bailey, um, Dre Bly, he, you know, he tried to put himself in that category. You know, the D'Angelo the, the Halls. These are guys that obviously looked up to guys like Deion Sanders and, and some of these other top corners um, in the league that paved the way. So for me, being a small school guy, really didn't have a name, but was making a name for himself. What 
what better way to make a name for yourself and, and, and let everybody know who you are and what you're capable of doing if you don't do it against do it against the best. And so Charles was one of those guys for me. He set the he set the bar. Set the bar. He set the standard. I knew he was going to be, you know, trying to give it, give it to me. And I'm sure he knew, like Al said, I was going to be hey, I was going to come there to give it to him. Well, let, let's get. Hey, Hatch, hey, Hatch, hey, Hatch, I got my, I got my get back though. I mean, shit, it ain't all just one side. Yeah, hey, well, well, give, give me your get, give me your get back. What it was, what it was. He had to come, he had to come up there to Green Bay one year, man, and and, and yeah, the opposite of what happened the first time happened the second time. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. Green okay. Bay. Green Bay is not a good place for me. My, I remember my first, my first time ever playing in Green Bay. This was my rookie year, and. um you know, me coming from 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 the south, like we're used to cold, but bro, not that cold. Hey, yeah, that's a different, that's a different hey, type of cold hey, up there. Better, hey, let these people know. <laughs> hey, that that Green Bay cold, bro. Oh man, that's hey, that's a different kind of cold. It's different, and the, and the thing about it is, it's it's like it's it's relentless. You know, it's like once it gets cold, <laughs> it just cold. keep getting. You know I mean? it just it, keep coming. And the crazy thing, man, is that it could be. I mean, you could see the full a full picture of the sun. You could look in the sky; it could be the most sunniest day in, in the world. That you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. You could walk out that damn door, man. It'd be negative three degrees. <laughs> oh man! Hey, I'm hey. gonna tell you, bro. So let me, okay. So from your perspective, so we got we got a little segment we call uh, start one, bench one, cut one, right? So from your perspective, from the safety position, you got to go against a quarterback, right? You got. It's a two-minute drive. You got one timeout left, a minute, 50 seconds left. You got to cut one, bench one, and start one, right? These are three quarterbacks. You got Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady. You got to start one, bench one, cut one. That's the, that's the scenario. Ooh. Minute left, 150, game on the line. I'm starting Tom. Okay. That's your guy, your man's. Oh, what would you say? Start? Start, uh, start one, bench one, bench cut guy. one. So you, now one can go on the bench and the other one you got to get rid of. You go start Tom Brady. So Aaron Rodgers or Peyton Manning is on the bench and one's go get cut. Damn, that's 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 tough. That's tough. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. But I, I'm gonna go in, I'm gonna go in the order of, of what I would say uh, as far as the history of the game. Who's gonna go down where? Mm-hmm. Starting Tom, I'm gonna bench Peyton. Okay. I gotta cut a Rod. You go cut a rod, and that's hard for me to say because that's my guy. But that's your man. Right. It's it's not like you 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 said uh shit uh <laughs> anybody <laughs> anybody else right. right that's just hey, those, those three. Choices, those it, it ain't like you said like Philip Rivers or somebody. You said fucking Peyton Manning. <laughs> hey, hey, you get hey, you gave us with the with the cards that you were dealt. You gave us your your start bench and cut. We appreciate yeah, that's, that's real. Okay, okay. Real. So I know I know you studied the receiver position, obviously. So right, fourth and uh, let's go fourth and ten. Right, fourth and ten. You need to get a first down to get in field goal range. Right, same same thing. Start one, bench one, cut one. Here's the three receivers that A Rod get to throw to. Right, you got Calvin Johnson. Larry Fitzgerald or Julio Jones? Fourth and 10. You need a first down to get a field goal. Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. You got Calvin Johnson, Fitzgerald, or Julio. Start one, bench one, cut one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Think about it. Think yeah, about we, it. Yeah, we, we we, 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 we're making you put your, your offensive coordinator hat on. Yes, your sir. Hat. 
You know, you're wearing a lot of hats. You're an entrepreneur. You got your wine. You're doing a lot of TV <laughs> stuff. So we, we, this is a, the fun element. Don't 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 stress yourself out. Yeah, Save a little good. bit of that hair you got them follicles you got on top of your head. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we have Calvin, Larry, yep. Julio. Yep. yep. Fourth and ten. Need a field goal Ooh, with well, you got you got Aaron Rodgers or look, you got Tom Brady it at quarterback. quarterback. It don't even matter. It don't even matter. Exactly. Right. Start, bitch, <laughs> and cut. One. Ooh, this is a good one, boy. Calvin <laughs> Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, and Julio. And Julio. Jones. That's good. That's good. Um, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go start. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start Calvin. Okay. 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 We'll start Calvin. I'm going to. Mm. Uh, tough. Ooh, fourth and ten. Fourth and ten. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bench Larry. Go cut Julio. Ooh, oh. that's tough. Go cut Julio, huh? Gotta go. Ain't seen okay. enough. Okay. Respect. Respect. Okay. Hey, right. hey, hey, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can do nothing but respect this. This is a Hall of Famer. Hey, this, Super hey, this is like. This is like that question I said about the about the college kids, man. Ain't, ain't no wrong answer. Man. Ain't no wrong answer. There it is. <laughs> uh, okay, we got one more. Man, we'll take it to the corner position, right? Champ Bailey, Darrell Revis, or the Patriots Gilmore. That's your three. Start one, bench one, cut one. Champ Revis, Stephon Gilmore. I think I'm gonna start Darrell. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm gonna bench Champ. Okay. Huh? You'll cut Stefan. Ooh, you 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 don't think Gilmore is on his way to the Well he's on he's on his way. Haven't seen on his way. That's the key. Okay. And when, I say, and when I say on his way, a guy was defensive player of the year last year. So right. Um but when, when I look at uh when I look at Darrell, I look at Darrell as being, you know, one of those guys where, you know, watching his career, being able to sit him out there on the island. He's one of the he's one of the rare guys that can that that really really do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm um and then Champ Champ is perennial. You know yep. what I mean? Shit, I think he's been to 12 Pro Bowls, so he's got longevity in the game. So you already kind of length longevity, you obviously doing something right. You know what I mean? Um Gilmore is the, he's the up and coming guy. Um but I think when you take when you take the first two guys that I mentioned now you got Gilmore, which I would say the last two years mm-hmm. has been last year defensive player of the year before the year before then one of the top guys. Mm-hmm. So now you give me you give me three, four, five years in a row then, like that, then you're in that category. And sh- you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Consistency. Consistency. It's all about consistency. Yeah. So, all right, well, shoot. Now, of course, we could probably know some people on this, but last question: We want to get your top five corners ever. And you're in the in Charles Woodson order, right? Whatever it don't matter. Again, you can be on the list. You can have five people that played in the '60s. It's all from your perspective, right? With the top five corners in your eyes. I'm gonna go um, Dion. Dion's one. Okay. Myself. There it is. I like it. Rod. Yeah. Rod Woodson. Four and five. I know. I know you. You don't want to put Rebus up four, but you might have to. Corner, some other corners out there. We said there was a lot of good, it's a lot of good corners, man. A lot of good, yeah. Corners. I might have I needed a little more time, man, to go over there. <laughs> I, you know what? I always put a corner in my top five that a lot of people never even heard of, but to me, Dell Carter 
was probably the one uh, was, was mean, man. He was mean. Dale was a dog. And, and physically, he could do everything, though. Like, yeah. he, he, could, he could run like he could run with anybody. He was physical. He had dog. Right. He was just, you know, not the friendliest guy. Uh, he <laughs> he wasn't going to say the right stuff. You know, he ain't going to F you, coach. He, he was mean on and off the field. On and off. He was a straight You dog. know, um, yeah, when I first got in the league, like, he was one of the guys that, like, when you talk about, like you said, just nasty, ferocious corners. Yeah. It was him and Steve Atwater. Those are two guys that I, when I was, was especially in my early in my career, and my coaches, they were like, yo, you better know what you're doing because you mess around <laughs> and, and don't know Head what you're on doing. You're going to your, get your block knocked off. <laughs> so when I played, bro, trust me, I made sure. Yeah. I knew where these two gentlemen were. Steve <laughs> Dale Carter and Steve, Steve Atwater. Atwater. Yeah. Boy, dogs. I'm talking about, man, you talk about just just for like it was almost like they had they had that linebacker mentality. Oh, for sure. You know, at corner and safety. You know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. Dogs. Dogs. Oh, man, I'm, I'm, uh, you, you still I'm stuck on. <laughs> you know, you got shit. You got to think. When I think about corners, right? So uh, Mike Haynes, mm-hmm. uh, old Nick Oakland Raiders, Williams. Like I don't think Nias Williams of credit, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the type of corner that he was. Um, I mean, then you got that champ, like you said. You got you got uh, uh, Darrell, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Ty Law, Ty Law, yeah, the Law. Yeah, hey, um, let me let me do this, man. You know, I know we winding down. <laughs> I gave you my first three, man. Let me let me let me let me Twitter hit y'all on the Twitter with my last two. Okay, I like that. Okay. Respect, respect. Hey, okay. you the boss. Ain't no wrong. Like you said, ain't no wrong answer, my yeah. dude. There so it you is. Got, so you said Prime Woodson, uh, Rob Woodson, and who was the other one? Both Woodsons. Both Woodson. Him himself, Woodson. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> M E. Okay, me, right. me, so, me so those, are your, those are your top three. Yep. You, mm-hmm. Prime, and Rob Wilson, and to be determined. <laughs> yes, to be, to four and five. <laughs> oh, yeah. on, on, on the other two to complete your top five. Yeah. That so, means you guys have to go to Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast Twitter to check out Charles Woodson's four and five of see what best corners of all time and his top five are. Well, Charles, we appreciate you coming on, man. Like I said, we appreciate mm-hmm. you taking the time and come hang out with us uh, on Get Your Popcorn Ready, man. Yeah, man. I, before we go, I got a couple of questions. I know you played a few teams out there, too. So what team do you identify with? You know, um, you know, and obviously you play with the Raiders. Now they're going to be moving to uh, to Vegas. Um, Vegas? Man, that stadium. Have you seen that stadium? Oh, my God. Hey, that thing, it it – Bro, it just when you walk, when you look at it, bro. Yeah, it says Raiders. Right, I love it, bro. I, I, I got to, I got to go see it. Um, about twenty one days, I think it was before it was completed. So I mean, it was it was, it was in the last stages, man. And uh, just in oh man, because you know I played I played uh, eleven seasons with Oakland, played in the Coliseum. You know, you guys mm-hmm. played in the Coliseum and. Mm-hmm. Really, you guys know, man, it, it, it was time. Even though a lot of history there in that stadium, mm-hmm. it was time for a new stadium. And then to, to have, to, to contrast, you know, the old stadium with what they have now and, you know, you're moving into the 21st century with this, man. This thing looks futuristic. And it's like, yeah, right. this, this, is, this is what 
what, what I would say is this is what the NFL, man, this is what it's supposed, look, supposed to look like. This mm. is the NFL. So those guys got the best of the best, man. Like you said, that stadium, man, is – Oh, uh, you know what it you know it, it what it reminds me of? It reminds me like uh like the the Hall of Justice, you know, with all the like the super friends, you know, yeah. that big dome or whatever. <laughs> it's like that's that's what it reminds me. When I look at it, it just that yeah, that's what it it, it just man, it does it just looks awesome. I mean it's black, sleek, yep. it just it just big reminds spaceship. me it man. You know, what, you, know just, looks, you, know it, you know what it looks like, man? A brand new fresh pair of Jordans, man. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. The patent leather ones. At yeah. that. Clean oh, as a whistle. There you go. There you go. But oh, uh, yeah. uh, just, just, just to answer your question, man, um, you know, it's interesting because, you know, I got drafted to the, to the Raiders. So really, you know, for me, that's that's home. Mm-hmm. You, know, right. you know, just to, for a simple answer, you know, it would be the Raiders because that's who drafted me fourth overall, played there. Uh, eight years left and came back. Mm-hmm. I spent 11 years there, but um, I could never deny the fact that in Green Bay, I mean, things, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, Super Bowl champion, defensive player of the year, um, racked up a, a gang of interceptions and touchdowns from a defensive standpoint, man. So I don't, I don't exclude uh, Green Bay at all, man. So it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's really both. Uh, and, and I hate to be politically correct, but it's hard to go against, you know, spending almost, you know, mm-hmm. equal time, 11 and one and seven and the other, mm-hmm. and accomplishing the things in, in both uniforms, man. So, you know. And like you said, ain't no wrong answer. I hope that answer suffices. <laughs> ain't no, no wrong no, answer, no. dog. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, because I, I mean, people ask me that, and they was like, you know, because obviously I played, you know, five teams. Um, obviously, there's a lot of controversy, you know, pretty much you know, with, with a few of those squads that I played with. So, you know, like I said, to me, like I said, it's business, you know, regardless of the perception, um, you know, and how media portrayed me, it is what it is. Um, but I always, you know, find myself even, you know, leading up to the uh, to the Hall of Fame. Um, and obviously, like, you know, people was asking me, like, well, who are you going to go in as? And they don't understand, like, you don't necessarily go in um, as, a you know, with a certain team or what have you, unless a team – is actually, you know, I guess supporting you um, with with that with that uh, that that induction. But for me, <clears throat> um, I think I'm, I'm kind of in a, in the same boat with you. Um, I played eight years with the San Francisco 49ers, um, and then, like I said, when I left there, um, it wasn't all you know peaches and cream. But then over the years, within the last couple of years, obviously, you have new management and things of that nature. Um, we've you know been able to y'all uh, kissed and made up. Well, yeah, if you want to say that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, they, like I said, I have a, I, I now have a, a statue there uh, in, whoa, in the. Whoa, whoa, huh? Yeah, yeah. He, he just go throw that out there, you know, I, I got, yeah. a little, it's a, got a little statue, you know yeah, what I'm so, saying? They put yeah, him up man. like Rocky Balboa, you know, they did, they, they showed him some Oh, actually, up. actually, I got a replica, I got a replica of uh, the actual statue. I had to go through this whole little process of going through different pictures um, that, you know, they feel like would identify with my career there. So let me get it just right here. It's 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 an arms distance. That's strong, yeah, man. You get a statue. That's strong. They get they gave him a little statue. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. So hey, hey, this ain't the Heisman. This ain't nothing like that. <laughs> but uh, this is the closest I can get. But yeah, if you can see that, 
this there is actually uh, 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 an action shot from uh, from one of the photos, and they basically re- recreated it. So you know that was a great gesture by by. You said, you said, "Hey T, what T? What'd you say? It ain't no Heisman, but it'll do." <laughs> right, hey, don't don't bring out the husband on Charles. Don't bring that out. Keep that back in the case, dog. Because we know that's like three. You know what I mean? Oh, he you know he's going to get the husband. Hey, the husband is like two feet tall, dog. Oh, he gonna go get the husband on him. T. Oh my God. Oh, there it is. There it is. Hey, Ladies and gentlemen, Charles Woodson has brought out the Heisman to hey. Trump T.O.'s baby statue of himself in front hey, of the San Francisco. Hey. <laughs> and he goes hey, show I'm, it up I'm close. pissed off now. I'm pissed <laughs> off. You, you see how he did me hat? He's just going to put his Heisman up there. Oh, my shit. that's funny. That, <laughs> oh, that, yeah, he, yeah, he put it up. He, ladies, there it is. He, he put his uh, little statue up in about three seconds. As Charles just sits there with the Heisman on his lap, like it ain't nothing. Hey man, there it is. That that's thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We have Charles Woodson, the Heisman Trophy winner, and 18-year NFL vet, Super Bowl champion, to grace man. our stage of Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast. Charles, we appreciate you, man. We love you, bro. Oh man, I don't like that, man. He brought that Heisman. <laughs> man. I'm gonna reel off some of his stats. You know what? In 2000, I had 12 receptions, 176 yards. Ain't no, ain't, ain't in 2007, all that. I had seven receptions, 156 yards, and I had 12 for 191. You're not going to come on here and just do me like this, Charles. You got broke that high. Not on me. That's, that's the first one. Don't, don't try to put them. Don't try to put the mother to on me. Hey, <laughs> right, right. It was. I, you know what? It was the Raiders. Oh, there. I got, okay, that's okay. I got put it. I was sick. I was sick. Bro. I think yeah. I was sick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, both of y'all had turf toe. There it right, is. Right. You know, my toe was my pinky toe was hurting. <laughs> oh, hey, oh, man, man, we appreciate you, man. Man, Thanks, much man. love, man. Also, uh, much Keep love. Doing your thing, man. To you. where, hey, where can we get Intercept Wines um, at? Yeah, interceptwine.com. And then, uh, you know, you can order on there. And in the states that we're in, uh, you can type in your zip code on the on the website, and you can find there's a store located to find uh, the wine near, nearest to you. So there it is. There it yeah, is. No it, doubt, it, man. We appreciate Charles it, Charles Woodson on Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate no it, man. And, uh, much success to y'all, man. Thank you. Oh, both. same to you, boy. Appreciate it. All right, bet. All right, peace. Yep, yep. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Charles Woodson, the man, the myth, and the legend, just graced us on Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast. Now, so not only does he have all these accolades, we also found out he has Intercept Wines. And of course, there's a whole bunch more things he's doing. Again, he's not with ESPN anymore, but I'm sure you'll see him, you know, over the next couple of years doing his broadcast thing on ESPN or Fox or something like that. But we appreciate you coming on, Charles, man. That was a good show. Man. That was a good show. Yeah, Yo, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I got to know to a lot of these uh, defensive backs that I played against. And then mm-hmm. off the field, like I said, we've, we've crossed, uh, crossed paths. Being in the band, yep. Yeah, yeah, a few times. But uh, other than that, I mean, obviously, um, great family man, um, great quality human being. Um, So, yeah, good to kind of just uh, get to know Charles and um, really know, uh, I mean, let us in on how he got to be um, who he is, Super Bowl champ, uh, pro bowler and all these things. I didn't even know about the whole uh, defensive player of the year. I didn't didn't even, I had no idea. 
Um, that was so uh, in 2009 when he was with right. the Packers, right? Yep, 2009. Right, yeah. So, there. I mean, this dude, I mean, I, again, I don't have any accolades like that. I wish I did, you know, come yeah, out of You high have school. accolades. You just don't have the um, – for offense, if you're talking about an offense, they're always going to give it to the quarterback. If you have a quarterback-receiver combination that put up numbers and they're up for you know, a player of the year, rookie of the year, they're always going to give it to the quarterback. Um, which right. is also he was the only um, defensive player to get a Heisman to get the Heisman Trophy. So again, you know, I, I get the the defensive player of the year, which is again, I think he had, you know, was intercept. And that's when he was taking all those interceptions to the house. Remember, he, right. every time he caught that joy, he would take it to the house. So and the Packers right. was balling that year. So again, yeah. say congratulations, all your success, man. And say keep doing your thing. We appreciate you having you on. Um, yeah, man. Now he's a. Uh... A wine connoisseur, a wine yeah. aficionado. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, all these. I mean, I'm going to be right there with Charles. You know, we're we're going to be doing great things. Wow. In the wine world, you know what I mean. Wow. So Hatch, at some point, you know what I mean. Get on your horse, homeboy, and catch up because right now we're we're riding off into the sunset. Well, <laughs> you know, you know what? It, it's going to be. It took him 15 years to build his wine company to where it's at now. Um, so again, he started in 05, it's, you know, 2020, I think they're selling, of course, I'm right, right. right now. Um, so again, you better be ready to be in it for the long haul. If you, if you plan on having success in the, in the liquor slash beverage industry. Yeah. Yeah. You, and I, I, I saw how you were just sitting on that, the little comment that you made about the whole team individual concept. That was yeah, cool. that was that funny. Was real, that was, that was funny. real cute. No, that was real cute. <laughs> that was funny. I saw your wheels turning soon. You couldn't wait to, for him to say his last sentence, <laughs> and you were just ready to turn. That's cool, though. It's cool. Oh, it's all in love, though, homeboy. You know how we do on Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast. Um, so let's go to our three and out segment uh, with Charles Woodson. So I think uh, one thing I took away, of course, you know, looking at all of his accolades, looking how successful he's been his whole career. Again, I, I was failing to realize how much adversity he had been through, right? Again, starting with the tuck rule and then going through years and years of injuries. And he, this guy played 18 years. It's hard to play 18 years in the NFL. And, you know, Ever. he went through, again, the two broken legs he had, um, you know, so again, all that adversity, I had looked at his career as he was always trending up and he didn't go through these things, but he did. And so for that part, it's like, I, I got to, you know, commend him even more to go through this stuff. Cause he had thought about walking away from the game during this whole process uh, while he, you know, the injuries and all that stuff in the middle of his career. Um, so, yeah. So yeah. Number two, I think would be um, just his involvement. And obviously with the, the wine industry, obviously mm-hmm. entrepreneurship, uh, him becoming sort of a, a, a wine connoisseur, aficionado, or what have you. Um, but being out there in, in, in California, uh, in the Bay Area, out there in, in, in wine country, Napa Valley, um, it only seems fitting that uh, he would obviously uh, uh, get into this business and have his own wine company. And it's called Intercept Wines. Yeah, yeah. And I think the funny thing I took away from that is when he was having that conversation, when he was uh, a veteran, and he was telling some of the young, uh, one of the younger players, younger players, like, so what do you do? How do you stay in shape? He's like, man, all I do is drink wine. But then the younger player went out and pulled both his hamstrings. I'm like, hey, maybe it ain't for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Right, that's, right, that's, exactly. hilarious. that's hilarious. That's right. So that um, sounds but, like a that sounds like a good prank. If it, this if right. this dude was gonna be the next corner, and, right, uh, right. Was, Let me get rid uh, of pushing him. Charles, push, pushing Charles for his job. 
That's hilarious. Um, and then the th- third thing for our three and out segment, um, and I, the, the what's going on right now in college football and with the COVID situation, Big Ten and, and Pac-12 not playing and SEC, ACC, and, and Big 12 playing, like these college players are starting to think about sitting out their, their junior or senior year and getting right, ready for the NFL out. draft, yeah, opting out. And for him, he's, you know, again, he was uh, a highly touted corner coming out. So he was the fourth pick in the draft, um, first round fourth pick in his uh, 1990, 1998. So he said he would have set out probably. He said he probably would have just set out, went and got ready for the draft, and again, just worked out with the trainer. Um, during, to, to kind of compare himself to the time that it's going on now. And I kind of, that kind of took me, you know, as a, as a shock that he, cause he loves the sport of football. So again, it's kind of what these kids are doing now. And it's kind of a, a right now thing. I just don't like that. The kids have to even have that decision, but like he said, there's no wrong answer. Uh, in addition to what you were just saying, I think uh, I found it interesting that, that Charles said that there were no bad decisions. These kids obviously they had to own it um, mm-hmm. regardless of whatever decision they, that they made. Um, yeah, I just found that uh, interesting that he said, you know, for, to, to him, um, the out on the outset, the outlook of that, that there would be no, you know, no bad decisions. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Charles Woodson on Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast. Again, safety corner, right? He's going to probably go be a first ballot Hall of Famer next year, the 2021 NFL Hall of Fame, Heisman Trophy winner, 18 years in NFL. Uh, we appreciate you coming on, C. Wood. Holla at your boy, hometown hero from the OH10. That's Ohio for you, T. I know you don't know what the OH10 is, but, you know, that's how we do. Man, I know what the 10 is. That 10 is the I and the O. I ain't that uh, slow. Hey, Get out of here with all of that. Hey, you know y'all Alabama education ain't the top. You know what I'm saying? So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Get your Popcorn Ready podcast. Holla. And don't forget to subscribe on the Himalaya app or wherever you get your podcast. And obviously, yeah, to, to catch the video version uh, of the show, go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Terrell Owens. Till next time, boys and girls. Peace. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.